raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. I should have stayed home and played with myself. What do you like to do? Oh, I don't know. Play chess? Screw? Well, let's play chess. The Indianapolis Colts select Anthony Richardson. Quarterback, Florida. Richardson going to take off and run. He's in there. Touchdown. I-N-D-Y. The first career touchdown. Here's Halliburton into the front court. Mishandled it, but gets a shot. Hits yeah. it. Hits it. John, I have never been better to be on the air with you here in Indianapolis, a place where so many of my dreams have come true. The Ride with JMV on 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Hey, welcome in. we got a lot to do today. So uh, settle back. And if you feel motivated, then do something about that motivation. And you can allow us a call, an email, an X message or whatever the hell you want to do as we are in studio today and this is going to be the beginning of a very busy week we have we have a lot of stuff already solidified for you right here uh, leading up to the NBA All-Star Weekend, the first time since 1985 around here. But also a lot of stuff that is kind of hanging in the balance and you really don't know. Like, I, I feel good about this. I feel comfortable and thriving in the moment to where you really don't know. And then all of a sudden, hey, this is who's going to join you in five minutes. Those are the types of interviews that are, to me, the absolute best. And a lot of things are flowing right now. What do they say? Fluid? But we do have some things locked up that I cannot wait to tell you about. I cannot wait to inform you and to let you hear that and to have that conversation. I'm really excited in case you can't tell about the week leading up to and the weekend, too. It was just different. I love being 15. I will always love being 15. Thus, I love 1985. But it hasn't been around here since. And my feeling is that everybody around here is absolutely going to knock this bad boy out of the park. Talk about that coming up in just a bit. Uh, Speaking of knocking it out of the park, here's one thing, right? So I didn't have a rooting interest. I'm glad. I'm glad that that Jimmy Cook, for example, can skip around the office and the studio here with the ultimate of sports arousals. I'm happy for that. Let's make sure I don't uh, get blindsided by it or trip over it. But I'm, I'm glad for that. Glad for Jimmy. I'm happy for us because I was entertained. I was entertained. When's the last time? And I'm assuming that a lot of you didn't. When's the last time you were watching a a sport, certainly of this magnitude is one thing, (laughs) but watching a sport like that and you had no idea the rules? Anybody? Like the Niners players did, did not in this case. Like for me, I was mentioning this a little bit earlier. It's like all of a sudden thrusting me into a game of euchre. My entire life, I've been from the state of Indiana, and I have never played a hand of euchre. I just don't know where to start. 
And there were so many people last night, if you watch via social media, paying attention to what was being said. Why is the clock running? Why is the clock matter? All of this. And CBS, I don't have a problem with the job that they did. I think pretty much all night long it was entertaining. I'm not as hardcore anti-Tony Romo as a lot of people. It's just Tony Romo is like the CBS NFL analyst version of Nickelback. You're either going to love him or you're going to hate him. And really, there's not a big reason to hate him. And I fall in the category of Nickelback hatred in the day because I used to make fun of Nickelback all the time. Hey, Nickelback this and Nickelback that. Now, unbeknownst to me, you go to a Nickelback concert and it is loaded up with hot, scantily clad chicks. So all of us fellas should have been in love with Nickelback. But Tony Romo is Nickelback. Either you go, wow, this Canadian band, they rock. I like it more. You go, I don't know about that. And you're always thinking of ways to say some, hey, he's talking too much. He's not letting the situation breathe. He's saying Super Bowl too much. And if that's what you hear, that's okay. And maybe it's because I have, and I'm proud of this, I have incredible selective hearing. Now, it's also mixed in with just hearing loss in general. But I have an incredible amount of selective hearing. I have my entire life been able to filter the stuff that I really don't want to hear. And anybody that is married, uh, anybody, obviously, with your mom or dad, that is a plus because sometimes you just don't want to hear what they have to say. And you're playing the role of, oh, yeah, okay. And then you're really not taking any of that in and it's going in one ear out the other selective hearing is an advantage so maybe it's because i have such strong selective hearing but i've never thought watching a game that i need to turn it off because tony romo was bugging me i never thought once over the course of basically half of this season that you know what i don't want to watch this anymore because they show taylor swift too much I just never really understood why that mattered, why you should care. And frankly, when I'm sitting at home, I'm sitting at home with Blake and Lanny last night. We're watching the game. So we rolled down to Bloomington yesterday, hit up Buffaloes. Got to have Buffaloes. So we got to go into Buffaloes and sit for a while because if you have ever been to the Gables at Buffaloes, you know you got to go in there and sit even if you're getting carryout. So bring that back, hanging out, watching the game. And I was entertained. Really, I was entertained. Even when it was slow and there was very little offense, I was entertained. I didn't think the commercials were bad. The Duncan commercial, as much as we all absolutely hate the Northeast and hate Boston, hate Massachusetts, you can't go wrong with Affleck and Damon And Brady with Jennifer Lopez for that Duncan commercial was strong. The Arnold Schwarzenegger, State Farman, strong. So, listen, I was entertained. So, I guess when I woke up this morning, I was shocked to see, shocked to learn how many people thought last night really stunk and how much negativity there was. 
Travis Kelsey, ruin your night. I will say this. The one thing that stands out besides uh, evidently nobody in the world knowing the rules to overtime in that situation, which really, when's the last time you were there? That was fun. You're going, why is this clock running? If you didn't know, why is this clock running? Why does it matter? And wait a minute. In the final two minutes, you just learn, hey, they'll just go on like it's another game. People were asking the question, what happens if, will they just tie? Where's the Lombardi going? Got to split that thing right down the middle? Seriously, I'm entertained by that type, if you want to call it such, foobar. I was entertained. So when I got up this morning and I read all the negativity, I just kind of wondered. Now, a lot of the negativity comes from those that are just consistently negative. Whether that's just their attitude, personality, or they're working on it monetarily, that's their stick, just to be pissy around every corner. Now, listen, I can be as pissy as anybody else. I understand that. But, again, this is my opinion. I believe I am pissy in the moments that deserve to be pissy. I don't do it for stick. I don't do it to stir the pot and to get numbers. We're going to get numbers anyway. We agree on way too much, especially in terms of what should be talked about around here. It's not like I'm driving you away with my attitude. You may think I'm nonsense, and that's okay, but we're going to talk about stuff around here always that you want to talk about. This is why we're here. And for 19 years, I've understood that. For 19 years, we've understood one another. So that's why you're here. That said, I was intrigued by that. I was intrigued by Kansas City doing that again. And the 49ers looked so discombobulated. Their defense in that overtime, that that final stand, if you will, overtime-wise, they looked like they had no idea where they were. Ebo Samuel's over on the sideline, and you could just like read his face. He said, All right, so when is the hammer going to fall? <laughs> when, when does this happen? It looked like that he was prolonging the agony of expected defeat. God, you had all that last night. All of it. And I admit, I admit that you got to dig a little bit deeper if you're CBS when the future Hall of Fame tied in runs into the future Hall of Fame head coach on the sideline. I mean, yeah, you probably want to know a little bit more about that, right? Add to that. Well, here's what happened here, because that was amazing. And I will admit, Travis Kelsey doing his WWE or his uh, wrestling stick can wear you out a little bit. But, man, all the other stuff was cool. Think about Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey, his place in this world where he is now on back-to-back Super Bowls, has won three, and then he gets to go off stage after screaming and yelling in the microphone of Jim Nance, and he gets to make out with Taylor Swift. We should all be jealous of that. Oh, I know some of you are going to say, oh, this is his political angle. Who gives a crap? We all should be jealous of that. All of us dudes, we're all human. I'm jealous. I don't care what song she has written. I don't care what you think. Everybody should be jealous. You know, my man has just like ramped up his status globally. 
He's the best, arguably, ever to play the position. The Super Bowl wins, and that continues. And then you get to make out with Taylor Swift when you get off the stadium. Or I should say, you get off the podium. That's pretty awesome. So, no, seriously, I was entertained. I was entertained by the halftime show. It's funny. The one thing that did get me is when I saw so many people say, hey, you know what, this reminds me of high school. I went, hey, this reminds me of being 32. This reminds me. This reminds me of being not an old man, but a moderately older gentleman. Didn't remind me of high school at all. I go, remind me of high school. So that was, if there was one thing, that kind of got me a little bit. But, you know, as far as, you know, the whole music thing at the start, when they had to get things going, obviously, you can't go wrong. Let's just face it. Alicia Keys, if Alicia Keys... If she sang the lyrics off the back of a shampoo bottle, that would be great. Wouldn't matter. You insert Alicia Keys into any situation in which she is singing anything whatsoever. The back of a cereal box. It is going to be great. But I can't lie. You get Little John. You you get Ludacris. That was pretty strong right there. I loved it. I really did. And I'm not the biggest Usher fan in the world, but I thought last night was great. I was just surprised why so many people were turned off by it, so put off by it. And I know part of it around here, I'm sure, is you wonder, you're, you're looking at what Kansas City is going through right now. You know, just territory that, Rarely, if ever, has been seen, other than talking about New England or Pittsburgh. I mean, just rarely, if ever, has been seen winning at that level. You know, having a quarterback, this was supposed to be a transition to the bad type of year when you think about Kansas City, right? Now, Mahomes with that huge cap hit, you're having to dump some payroll, offensive line, you know, was not as noted as being as efficient as it has been. Certainly the defense looks like it's a lot better. Chris Jones is so big, no pun intended here, so big. If there was a big play being made, if it wasn't Patrick Mahomes, it was Chris Jones. You look back on that offensively, and if there was a pain in the ass for the Niners in just big situations to where it was a foot or two from being a touchdown, you know who had their fingerprints all over it? It was Chris Jones. But I thought it was fantastic. That's something we can talk about over the course of the afternoon. <laughs> uh, we didn't know the rules. All right. I'm Kyle Shanahan. I go in the locker room and go, hey, just try not to tell everybody you guys didn't know the rules here, all right? Try not to do that. Yeah, I remember. I, I tripped the light fantastic a couple of times in high school with a girlfriend when I got to uh, pull New Year's Eve, right, with her family playing canasta. I'm, I have a feeling that's what it felt like down the stretch in overtime last night. It's like, well, wait a minute. What are these rules? It's like playing canasta. What are we doing? <laughs> Tripping the light fantastic. Uh, we'll talk about that with you coming up, too. IU Purdue on Saturday. IU Purdue on Saturday. Not much to say. Purdue is really good. And 
frankly, IU is as down in the dumps as we have seen IU. And I know you've seen them recently with Archie Miller years down in the dumps. But they um, are an absolute mess. They, they are a team that you can watch and you don't get like, these good teams. The one thing that you will notice is what? It is consistent effort. What did I bag on the paces for? On Friday after that Golden State loss, I just didn't think there was a lot of effort going on. A bit of a cloud hanging over the Buddy Heald trade. That's what it felt like. And that's what it feels like to me watching IU basically every time out. Now, they got to dig out of it at Ohio State, and that was good. That's impressive. Anthony Leal's had a couple of moments, but they're, they're just not anywhere in the neighborhood nor the zip code of Purdue doing anything. You know, Brayden Smith mentioned it after game. He was surprised he could get all the way to the rim with relative ease. And IU fans weren't surprised. There's no IU fan out there going, oh, well, wait a minute. You're not surprised whatsoever. This is a team that will not always give you the effort. Then you combine that with a coaching ability that I don't think anybody has been certainly impressed by. Those those are reasons, as you see, a lot of these, you know, multi-star, these guys are going to be really good type of players. You know, even beyond the guard play, where you start in really any sport, but especially basketball, is finding consistent effort. And oftentimes, consistent effort can be enough in a lot of eyes, and especially a lot of coaching eyes. But this team will give it to you and then fade away for about seven minutes, then bring it back for a minute, then fade away again. You would have to tell me how many games you have seen this team step up and give the closest to an entire game or, hell, an entire half of that consistent effort. And you watch Mike Woodson coach, and it is not like he is a guy – that when he coaches them up, they go, hey, we got to go out there and play for this guy. Our consistent effort starts here. I mean, you can see it. Trey Galloway gives it. Get a lot of trailing the ball down the floor. That's that's one of the telltale signs to me. You know, Purdue, anybody. Gets the basketball out, runs with it, and you got guys kind of jogging behind the ball. Problematic. So basically what you saw on Saturday night is Purdue being what Purdue is right now. And IU, unfortunately for IU fans, being exactly what IU basketball is right now. Uh, We can hit that if you like. My Sycamores are ranked for the first time since 1979. I was nine years old. I was in third grade at the time. I would admit this in the past. I I love Larry Bird, but I deferred a lot of the Larry Bird love at that moment because that was something I got all the time, right? We didn't have the opportunity to see a lot of these these college or NBA stars other than, you know, Larry Bird or, you know, IU in 76, that group. But the first time since 79, and Indiana State's had a couple of teams. This is just, this is really good for the program, for the school, and for the community that absolutely, positively needs it. 
So if you're thinking about, for example, if you're an IU fan and you go, hey, right now I'm going to go ahead and defer for the moment and see, I'll, I'll jump back over there in a minute. Or still remain an IU fan, but just realize that things have been already flushed down the toilet. Come on over and join me. Join us for a moment because that's a community, that's a school, that's a program that needs it. And what is unfortunate, uh, it could go poof and end immediately. You could have this great buildup, this incredible season, being ranked for the first time in forever, and you could trip and fall and bust your head open and it could be over. Seriously. Like they were asking me a little bit earlier, what are some of the tough games coming up? I think they get Illinois State. That's a team you need to roll up at home. And then you go to Southern Illinois. And I, I mentioned last week that that Missouri State game was going to be tough as hell, and it turned out to be tough as hell. I mean, even down the stretch, if you watch that, Indiana State, I think they were up three and had, what, three consecutive possessions to go up more than that, and they didn't. They missed some free throws. And, I again, I'll believe it. If they are up for an at-large bid, I'll have to see it to believe it. And hopefully I will. But congratulations to Josh Schertz and Indiana State for being ranked inside the top 25 for the first time since 1979. Any other firsts out there? Any of you older or as old as me? Some of those firsts in 1979? This is a great example because I talked about this last week. You know, one of the films we all love together is that of The Warriors. It was released last week in 1979. So think about that. Last time Indiana State had a ranked basketball team, the Warriors had just been released in theaters around the country. That's how long that has been. That is amazing. That is awesome. Pacers get a bounce back win, and I know that the Knicks were without uh, valued players, but that's what you needed. That's what I was talking about on Friday. That was the type of play that you didn't see on Thursday. And granted, when you get hit over the head with the sledgehammer, that's the 42 of Steph Curry, it's going to make it tough to navigate. But you just saw a lot of what I felt was a lack of effort or a discombobulation due to a lack of effort. Let's just say it, that Thursday night with Tyrese Halliburton was not what anybody has expected ever. But what you got on Saturday is exactly what you expect, and especially from Halliburton. And throwing a pass to yourself off the glass and then kicking it out to an open three-point shooting Pascal Siakam in the corner for a buried three was pretty damn awesome. Let's face it, that's what you needed to see. You need to see them take care of Charlotte and then Toronto and hit the All-Star break. There is no doubt that Golden State game last week was a bummer. But that was a bounce back. You pace for Charlotte coming up later on tonight. 6.30, your coverage begins. 7 p. is that tip time from Charlotte later on this evening. We have a lot more to get to today. 239-1070 is the number. The email address is jmv1075thefan.com. Inside the lounge via YouTube Live, the AAA membership lounge via YouTube Live today. James is over there as we are getting ready for what should be one hellaciously fun week. I will ask you this. 
if we're going to talk about the Super Bowl last night and the win by Kansas City, you know, obviously you look at them right now and, you know, they're down the path of New England, down the path of Pittsburgh, you know, those elite level all time dynast. Should I say, is it dynastic? Or am I just making that up? I don't think that's a real word. Dynastic type of teams. I think that's a real word. That sounds Dy- right. What about dynastic? I don't think it's dynastic. I think it's dynastic. Dynastic. Any uh, English majors out there? Because frankly, I just make up words and hope you don't notice. Dynastic is exactly what Kansas City is. But I, I was in. I was entertained by it. If you want, you got to tell me. Why do you guys hate Romo so bad? What does that matter? Well, he talks too much. Well. He's there as an analyst. If he doesn't talk, you're going to say, well, he doesn't talk enough. Got to let the situation breathe. We know it's the Super Bowl. <laughs> oh, when's the last time you didn't know the rules? Seriously, when's the last time you did not know the rules? For me, it was Euchre, and that's why I didn't play. I go, man, I can't learn these rules right now. This looks boring. And that's even when I understood that this is the uh, card game of the state of Indiana. How can you be a true Hoosier, which I am, by the way, but how can you be a true Hoosier if you don't play or have never played Euchre or certainly don't know the rules to Euchre? I always thought card games just kind of bored me a little bit, right? It's the last time you didn't know the rules. Uh, we got that and a lot more. Stephen Holder, some uh, Super Bowl thoughts and going into the Colts offseason coming up. You know, the other thing may be this. Any Colts fans out there just kind of recognize last night and you get down because you see where Kansas City is and you wonder how long it's going to be before this Colts team is able to get there. Just be in that situation, not even win that situation, but be in that situation. You know, playing, challenging to be in that situation. Did it make it seem like it was a little longer? And, and believe me, it's been a long time anyway. Maybe that has a little bit to do with the Colts fans. We'll check, on, or check in on you guys coming up in just a minute as well. Chad Buchanan, the general manager of the Pacers, is going to join us in the 4 o'clock hour. I have a lot to ask. Uh, what went down, again, regarding Buddy Hill, that a little bit will revisit but whether or not this team is going to be in the market, that buyout market for any uh, impactful veteran presence with a roster spot available, talk to Chad about that and a lot more coming up here in the 4 o'clock hour. Stephen Holder in the 5 o'clock hour in a busy week with you. 239-1070 is the number. The stream, the app, HD radio, and you and me coming up on the other side. 93.5 and 107 by the fan. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. 
The Ride with JMV. Sis Boom Ba. Sis Boom Ba. <laughs> Describe the sound made when a sheep explodes. <laughs> 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Shout out to the Butler Bulldogs and Thad Mata. Yeah, what a grinder. And, and you know, that probably was a foul to end the game, right? It was a Floyd, I think, that took it hard, tried to dunk, and there was no whistle. Let's face it. When you're at home, you hope to get that type of whistle or lack thereof. I'll tell you what, Butler offensively, they got some dudes that will back you down, turn on you. They will Mark Jackson you a little bit, won't they? What Mark Jackson used to do? Mark Jackson backed everybody down, and then they had to make a rule. They will back you down, take you where they want you, and the paint turn on you and score. Ah, big week coming up, beginning tomorrow at home against Marquette or home against Creighton. Uh, Butler looking to solidify. I think Butler's fun as hell to watch. There, There is a level of old-school basketball to it that I thoroughly dig. Anybody else? I really do. JMV, if you haven't read the athletic article on Josh Schertz, the head coach of Indiana State, you should. Your listeners will become fans of the coach. I think they're already fans of him. When he comes on here, he sounds awesome. Just says all the right things. He just seems like a dude that you would want to play for. You see the era of basketball in which we're in right now? You watch the way that Indiana State plays? Seriously. I would go over there because it's Terre Haute, but I sure as hell go over there now because of their stylistic brand of play. I love it. Balls flying around everywhere. Three-pointers are being shot from everywhere. Sometimes being missed from everywhere. But it is certainly working out this year. It's from Pam Brown. Canasta, that was one of our family favorites back in the day. Had to laugh when you mentioned it on your show. Yeah, I was trying to think of things where I initially went into it and, you know, maybe you didn't know the rules. Like a lot of people felt last night about the overtime. And it wasn't one of those initial things until you got toward the end of the clock and overtime. You go, wait, wait, wait what happens here again? <laughs> what happens here, Tony? What happens? And I like Tony Romo. I'm not like everybody else that hates on him. What, what happens again? What they, they go to a second quarter? Third quarter? Fourth quarter? New game? We were all kind of waiting for that. Or did everybody want to go to bed? I think a lot of you just got up grumpy because you're tired. Ate a lot of food. Had a lot of gas. A lot of indigestion last night. How many of you popped like five or six What's it called? Pepsid tabs? Tums. Indigestion tabs? Tums, Tums, if you will. I think I take the industrial strength. <laughs> is it Pepsid? I don't know what it is. I mean, if you pop those last night, you're it's taking the Pepto Bismol, is it? Oh, I'm going to chuck a bottle of that in a second. Pink got a little bit of a um, minty taste to it. It, 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 the thing about Pepto Bismol is great. They have tabs too, but when you when you chug it, initially you get that that mint flavor, and it's about two seconds later where it tastes like you're chugging liquid chalk. 
Oh, okay. Sneak it up on you a little bit. All right, 239-1070 is the number I mentioned coming up at the top of the hour. Chad Buchanan. Uh, long Q&A with Chad on a lot of things. I didn't get the opportunity to ask last week because he had that presser after the Golden State game, but uh, we'll get him on the horn coming up here at the top of the hour from Charlotte and ask him about a number of things. Uh, 239-1070 is that number. Uh, John's up first today. John, welcome to the show. Hey, how are you today, John? John, I could not be better. John, we got a couple of Johns on here talking some sports. (laughs) That's a good thing. Hey, real quick, uh, you were talking about people waking up with a little indigestion and all that. Um, my wife last night thought that uh, she just had some, uh, like, acid reflex or something. Yeah. So I just gave her some Pepsi, and she goes, oh, the pain's getting worse. I said, oh, just deal with it. Well, all of a sudden, she started vomiting. We'll make a long story <laughs> short, she had a gallbladder attack. Oh, she no. had her gallbladder removed oh, today. No. So. No. If you're feeling pain, people, you better make sure you take that serious. Exactly. If, if again, if it's not taken care of by Tums or Pepsi, whatever that is, make sure you see a doctor. Now, is she okay? Yeah. Yeah, she should be fine. Yeah, I just thought she was having some match reflex, so I got her some Pepsi, and she said, oh, the pain. I said, oh, just give it some time. Take some more if you have to. So I was like. So I was kind of the bad guy there. I guess oh, I should have took her that, seriously. That but, acid you know, reflux so. stuff is brutal, too. It just kind of sneak. You're sleeping, you're having a good night's sleep, and starts sneaking up on you like the damn blob. Yeah. It's like the blob yeah. coming up there, and then it, it's, it's foul. Just absolute foulness. Yeah. But I hope she's okay. Yeah, she's fine. Hey, have, have a good day, John. Hey, thank you very much. Oh, God, we got some indigestion. the first time I think we've ever had indigestion talk on this show. We need more acid reflux conversation right here. Uh, JMV, I'm with you. I don't understand why everybody has to bag on Tony Romo. And even more so, what is always the deal here with Taylor Swift? Who else is everybody getting on? Was it Ice Spice? Is that Ice Spice that was up there? Yeah, that was I don't really know who that is. She's like a rapper, I think. As I saw her on SNL maybe in the, the fall, I think. Because I'm, I'm done with JMV Takeover mm-hmm. and... <clears throat> when we had a TV, <laughs> when we had a TV up there, um, I I would watch like Weekend Update, and I saw that uh, Ice Spice, like everybody was talking about hand hand signals and stuff. What 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 can is there anything you can do not to have know. it broken down via social media like hand signals? You're like think about it. What can you do? I mean, arms crossed, you're upset, you're pouting. If I have my hands in my pocket, I'm playing pocket pool. There's nothing to do. Say, I think the safest bet would be to just stand there stoically and have no emotion whatsoever. (laughs) (laughs) Did you see uh, Noah Eagle, our guy Noah Eagle? Oh, yeah, the Nickelodeon Nickelodeon broadcast, broadcast, yeah. Good job, Noah, right there. Yeah, it is. If your team doesn't know the rules... And the overtime rules, that is uh, problematic. That is. And I, I heard, I think I've, I actually see it right now. That is just embarrassing. You know who wouldn't know the rules and never would say anything? I bet Stephen A. Smith had no idea. <laughs> Let's guess. Anybody believe that Stephen A. Smith didn't have the foggiest idea? <laughs> JMV, I get the reflux if I go over 40 ounces of tater tots in one sitting. Yeah, I know it. I go buffaloes. 
Buffaloes were saying, you know what? We're good stuff right here. You got to deal with this. I love Buffaloes. Yeah, Buffaloes. And then one of the kids wanted uh, raisin canes. So we had to go to Bloomington and Kirkwood. I don't know. It's it's weird. Like, and I'm assuming this is how it is on the campus of Purdue, where when you get nice weather, unseasonably nice weather, as it has been around here for a while. Like growing up in and around Bloomington, I could always tell. You add that with IU like winning, and it just like the the fun, and you can like see it with people walking around. And I'm assuming that's how it is at Purdue, but you can also see when things really stink. You got nice, sunny weather, clear blue sky for February. You can also see that. True story. Matthew, no longer in Maine, but here in Indianapolis, joins us next. Hello, Matthew. Hi, JMV. How are you? I am well. Go right ahead. All right. Listen. Hear a lot of talk about the IU and Purdue men's team. Yes. Not nearly enough about IU women's team. Do you know what yes. happened yesterday? I know Mackenzie Holmes broke the all time scoring mark at IU. They went again. I know exactly because there was a lot of people down there. I saw a lot of those people roaming around the streets of Bloomington a little bit yesterday. So true. Yep. Just had to make sure that got Oh yeah. We're gonna we're mentioned. gonna keep we're gonna keep it equal and balanced conversation around here always, Matthew. No doubt. That is a big deal right there. What else you got? All right. People are having indigestion issues. Chewy chewy tones are the way to go. They make both a daytime and a nighttime one. Same result, but doesn't taste like chalk. I think it is a Pepsid AC is what I throw down. I throw back. So I think a lot of people, I think we're dealing with that this morning. There was a lot of, normally there's negativity anyway, because that's the world in which we live. Because you get all these schlep rocks out here that want to unleash their negativity upon us. But I thought that there was a more than usual number of it this morning, too. People were pissy for whatever reason. Yeah, that is true. I'm glad you're here, Matthew. Thanks for calling. All right, likewise. This is Matthew, who is formerly of Maine, and now here in Indy. Skivvies writes this. I kind of wondered this about the Colts fans. You guys agree? Super Bowl always shows how far the Colts are. Players look so much faster. Kind of wonder that, too. I mean, even with the season that they had, right, that you got excited about, with that thumbnail of an example you get from the quarterback position or the fact that you go into the final week of the regular season with a chance. But then you watch all these other teams do some work and you go, wow, it's exactly how far are they away? Yeah, The other thing you notice, Kansas City, give them credit where credit is due. So now they're truly paying their quarterback in Patrick Mahomes and, you know, still had to lighten the load pay-wise and had some guys that didn't really perform. But the guys that they paid, you guys notice the guys that they paid? They finally gave some money after a short holdout to Chris Jones. I thought to me, as important as Patrick Mahomes was offensively, he's the MVP, no doubt. 
best going right now in the NFL and maybe the best or one of the greatest of all time. Slot him wherever you like. But Chris Jones was such a big damn deal last night defensively. When there were opportunities for the Niners to make plays, for Purdy to make plays, then it was always Jones that was the fly in the ointment that fouled up the works. Always. Invaluable of a player is that. My Sycamores, for the first time since 1979, are in the top 25. I'm very proud of that. In Illinois State this week, on the road at Southern Illinois in Carbondale coming up on Saturday. Got that to talk about. Two paces in action against Charlotte later on tonight. That tip times at 7 o'clock. Coverage begins right here at 6.30. All right. Bourbon and beyond as we go to break here. Bourbon and beyond tickets. We got these all week. These are hellaciously awesome tickets right here. That's in Louisville, right? Bourbon and beyond. Dave Matthews Band. Neil Young, Beck, Matchbox 20 and more. Bourbon and beyond tickets. So when you hear me play, let's see, what should I do? Dave Matthews Band today to start? When you hear me play something from Dave Matthews Band as a reentry, that's going to be your cue to call. It's outstanding. Bourbon and beyond coming up. Not right now, but coming up in just a bit. Hunter Calls on the other side, Chad Buchanan, Pacers General Manager, top of the hour. Former Pacer Al Harrington joins me coming up tomorrow. No, don't add, I'm not going to ask him for you where we can find some product, all right? Al Harrington's going to be in town like a lot of other folks will be in town this week. Al's going to join us tomorrow. This is pretty awesome, too. Shout out to James that got this done. The Western Conference All-Star Head Coach, Chris Finch of the Minnesota Timberwolves, had a, a an incredible career to get to where he is right now. Minnesota having a great season so far. The head coach of the Timberwolves joins us coming up on Wednesday. Outstanding work by James and a lot of other surprises coming up for you. 239-1070 is the number. Quick break. Back with you next. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. The Ride with JMV. Yippee-ki-yay, Mr. Falcon. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. James over there, I'm John. I appreciate you guys inside the AAA membership lounge via YouTube Live. The microphone's covering up my handsome, chiseled features right now. We can't have that. Did you hear that? Listen. <laughs> Let me play the guitar really quick with Shinedown. Chad Buchanan, Pacers General Manager, is going to join us coming up after four. I get to more of your calls coming up in a second, too. 
I am going to go um, down somewhere around Southport. I am going to entertain a group of dentists tonight. I am not an anti-dentite, Seinfeld fans. That's funny. Tim Watley and the gang will be waiting on me with stories of greatness. Hey, by the way, too, congratulations to all the high school girls programs still in it. You are going to have here at Southport on Saturday a humdinger of a semi-state. Get LC and Plainfield. I think Mincer's daughter as a freshman on Plainfield is really good. Michael Mincer of Indiana State. And uh, CG and Franklin. Mike Armstrong action, too. That is seriously. Around the state, semi-state action is going to be a blast. I'm sure we'll get into that with Greg Rakestraw coming up on tomorrow's show. If you're on hold, I'll get back to you coming up in just a minute. Stephen Holder coming up from ESPN at the 5 o'clock hour. Bourbon and Beyond tickets. Listen for Dave Matthews' band to win those incredibly valued tickets. People love that. Bourbon and Beyond's awesome, a staple here in the Midwest, in Louisville, matter of fact. Give you a chance at those coming up here a little bit later on when you hear a Dave Matthews band re-entry. But all you need to know about the Pacers right now and the activities of the past four or so days, Chad Buchanan, the general manager in Charlotte, and he's scheduled to join us coming up next. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. The Ride with JMV. Awesome! Totally awesome! All right, Hamilton. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Stephen Holder after five. Bourbon and Beyond tickets coming up for you. I'll explain. Dave Matthews bands what you're listening for. Number nine, when you hear it's going to win those tickets. Busy week. Super Bowl chatter. We'll get back to that in a second. IU Purdue. Butler a winner. Indiana State in the top 25 for the first time since 1979. A tonnage to get to. Meantime, on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline, Pacers on the road in Charlotte later on tonight, taking on the Horn at 7 o'clock. That tip, 6.30. Your coverage begins right here on the fan. And the general manager of the Pacers with us now, it is Chad Buchanan on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. Chad, thank you for the time. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you, JMV? So we are staked out today, are we? Calling from Charlotte, North Carolina, right? 
stuck in my hotel room. Just got back from shoot around and getting ready to play the Hornets tonight. Yeah. Well, I will say this. I kind of wondered, and you can help me through this. Um, I made the observation that this team looked in a haze on Thursday night against Golden State. And you can probably connect that to the fact that uh, 42 was laid on them by Steph Curry. That'll get you in a haze in a big hurry. But did you see anything to do with maybe a, a bit of a reaction to earlier that day, the, the trading of Buddy Heald at all? Was there any connection to be made? It's a fair question to ask. You know, it was a, a night where we got stalked in the face pretty quickly by Steph, as you mentioned, in the first quarter. And, you know, losing a teammate, you know, in Buddy and a guy who's got, you know, a lot of spirit and a lot of personality, that, that takes away a little bit of your, you know, the fiber of your, of, of your personality, of your group. And I think that had our guys a little maybe shocked. You know, losing a teammate is always an adjustment. And, um, you know, we're also at the point of the season where the, the all-star breaks around the corner. And I think guys are, you know, looking forward to a little bit of a break, too. So it was, it was a combination of, of, of that. And, you know, like I said, you're playing a good team. It's a hot team. And we, we just looked a little flat that night. So Chad Buchanan with us. I want you to get into to some of the uh, semantics, I guess, and, and certainly what you're looking at, because you had mentioned last week in your press conference after that game that there was a lot in that trade with the long-term vision of this team and this organization. But how much of it did play a role? Was it kind of a both-sides thing? Did, was it both sides, including Buddy's side, that felt maybe as an end result this ultimately needed to be done? Well, I'd, I'd say I'd keep you know my conversations with Buddy and his agent. You know, I'd respect to them. You know, private, but you know, I think as our job as a front office, you're trying to maximize the now as much as possible without sacrificing the long term, but also putting yourself in position uh, to retain as much as you can of the team that we really like. I mean, we like this group. Um, they've been, you know, performed well this year. Our coaches have done a fantastic job with this group. Our young guys are developing, and there's a lot to be excited about with this team, and we're trying to plan ahead, um, you know, and trying to keep as many of these guys as we can, but also we're also working on the limitations of, you know, the salary cap, and so we got to factor that in, and there's sometimes you got to make a really tough decision that maybe short-term maybe doesn't help your team a ton, but it's trying to put yourself in position to be good and build, you know, the steps that it takes to be a championship team in the coming years. So uh, it was a tough decision, um, but it's also something part of our process. There's going to be more along the way that you got to make, and um, we got to identify who are the pieces that we want to keep moving forward. Was it um, at all difficult to make that deal considering it's Philadelphia in the East? near you as far as you know the the playoff picture of the standings concerned was there any role play as as far as that being a concern of of you and kevin and the organization i think when you make trades you know that is a small factor but you ultimately got to do what's best for your organization long term and take the the deal that is best for your team rather than settling for, you know, another option that's not as appealing or not as helpful for you long-term. And I mean, ideally, you're not sending them to a competitor, but in this case, you know, that was the best option for us that was presented, and um, we chose to do that, and we wish him the best. I mean, he's a great player. He's a great shooter. Um, loved having him here for the time that he was with us, and we wish him nothing but the best uh, in Philly. 
It's uh, Chad Buchanan, who is the uh, general manager of the Pacers on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. Pacers and the Hornets coming up later on tonight. That's a 7 o'clock tip from Charlotte this evening. You can hear it right here on the fan. Some of the impact, and, and obviously shooters go through slumps. It just happens. But just beyond that, the impact that Buddy brought to this team, that you're hoping that somebody else can inspire a similar impact moving forward this season. Sure. I mean, shooting is such a big part of today's NBA game. I know, um, you know, Buddy was one of the best to ever do that. And those guys go through ups and downs. You know, it's ultimately, I'm sure, John, you on your Sunday mornings, you have days where you're lighting it up and days where you just just don't have it. You know, the the NBA guys are no different. Um, But losing that component is a it's been a big part of how we play offensively. Tyrese's, you know, creativity generates a lot of opportunities for everybody, you know, Buddy included, but he's also helped elevate the play of Miles. He's elevated the play of Aaron. Um, Obi's obviously had a career year with us. Jalen Smith, we've got all these young players that are performing at uh, their career best playing with the way we play. And, you know, Buddy's spacing, the threat of Buddy's shooting was part of that, but um, we also feel like we have some other young players that are developing and growing that are going to have an opportunity now to you know take the next step as well. And um, we'll miss that component of the threat of Buddy. You know, always teams having to know where he's at and chase him around. He's always moving. And uh, but we also feel like Doug um, does a little bit of that. Obviously, at a different level and different style, but. Doug's threat of shooting is going to be something that we're, will be valuable off our bench, too, and that's why we're we're glad to have him back in the fold. He uh, got one look in seven minutes the other night and then when you guys had at Madison Square Garden. Yeah, I'm assuming that there'll be an uptick in, in clock time here relatively soon. Was that just trying to, trying to uh, get to know once again player with the organization in the short term? Yeah, and I think that's, you know, our coaches, obviously it's his first game with us. He doesn't know any of the plays, you know, any of the calls, <laughs> things like that. And so you're just trying to get him, get his feet wet a little bit. But, you know, obviously that's up to our coaches, how they want to utilize him and how much, you know, you play him. But um, we brought him here to be an element to replace some of the shooting that we lost with the trade. And he's familiar with, you know, several of our teammates. But, you know, he's, this first time he's played with a lot of these guys. You know, he and TJ are very close friends. So there's that familiarity. And he played with Miles before. But... A lot of these other guys that are here now weren't here before, so this is going to be a little bit of a acclimation process for Doug. But I anticipate he's a pro and been around, and he'll get you know situated and comfortable quickly, and um, have some good nights shooting the ball for us. He's Chad Buchanan with us. I know you got into this a little bit in that post game presser back on Thursday, but maybe uh, in a little more detail, at least as far as you can go. Um, the other side of this, the vision of this trade was for the future, for the fans, Pacer fans, listen out there give them some aspects of which you guys are focused in on and how that trade will impact that future because it's tough in the moment you just feel like you're losing something and you live in the moment but you know what you guys are trying to do with that focus and that vision moving forward sure i mean obviously tyrese is going to be the face of this franchise moving forward um and adding pascal you know, a month or so ago was a big, big move for us and a big addition. And, you know, we're optimistic and hopeful that he's, a, you know, with us moving forward. And those two guys are, you know, two really good pieces to build, you know, around long term. We have other guys that have contract situations that are going to be, you know, have to make decisions on. And, you know, we got to try to plan within, you know, the rules of the CBA and the salary cap. And that requires some decisions short term that maybe, you know, are a little bit painful, but 
in the long term, you got to plan accordingly. And sometimes, you know, some of the things we acquired, you know, on trade deadline with some of our, you know, picks may seem like nothing major, but those types of currency help make deals happen. Um, whether it's using the pick to draft a player, or if it's using those picks to acquire another player, those are really valuable tools for us in adding to this core that we're trying to build. And we're nowhere near where we want to be. I mean, we're we're competing for a playoff spot, which is a great step for us this year. And I, I can't emphasize enough, like, what Coach Carlisle and our staff have done with this group. I mean, this is a very young team at its core. And to put ourselves in position where we're at, you know, today, going into, into the All-Star break with, you know, we're six games above 500, um, it's really a fantastic, you know, job that our coaches have done and a lot of our young players you see developing and blossoming are going to be big parts of our future but we also know there's more to be added to this team to get to a championship level and um, it just takes steps and sometimes you know those steps require small moves that maybe are a little painful in the moment but you're hopeful in the long run that they help add help you give the ability to add a player that's a big piece moving forward chad are you surprised this team is in the position right now at this point in the season as we get close to the all-star break that it resides in currently i think the goal going into this year was to see progress from last year and that's definitely taken place to say that i expected us to be where we're at um i think we're probably a little further along than i think most of us anticipated you know tyrese has been <laughs> phenomenal this year we've had other guys like i mentioned have taken big steps forward um our coaches have put in place an offense that's one of the NBA's historically best offenses. So there's been growth that has been faster than than we anticipated. Um, But I think, you know, we also, this is kind of the path we want to go on. We want to take steps uh, to get where we need to get to go. And this is probably a bigger step than we anticipated and uh, really happy for it, but also know that there's a lot of work left to be done. So Chad Buchanan, the general manager of the Pacers, again, Pacers on the road in Charlotte later on tonight. That tip times at 7. Pre-game coverage with Mark and Eddie and Pat Boylan begins at 6.30. Coming up later on tonight, um, where are you guys roster-wise right now? I think I forgot. Where are you? <laughs> we have we have 14 roster spots right now filled. Um, we have one open roster spot, which gives us the flexibility to do different things. We we may look at you know the buyout market. We may look at doing some 10 days. We may convert a guy. We've got different options with that roster spot, um, which is good good for us to to, to use moving into the spring. Um, both all three of our two way spots are filled, and um, our, our Mad Ants team is performing extremely well. Tom Hanks and Tom, Tom Hankins and that staff have done a great job. And so um, we're looking at all options with that last roster spot. So how uh, – I like to use this word a lot because it makes me sound smart. Robust would you consider at this moment the buyout market being? Now that the dust has kind of settled a little bit. Yeah, it's hard to predict for sure. I think there's a couple of guys that are coming on the market now you see getting waived, but it's got to be the right player at the right position with the right skill level for us to go that route. In the past, we've done that a couple of times. We signed Trevor Booker. Um, Wesley Matthews have been two guys that we've gone with the buyout market route with, and we'll monitor to see who's out there, um, if there's a guy that makes sense or not. But it's tough to say for sure. You have you know rumors and you hear there's a possibility, but until it happens, you, you, you just don't know for sure. Um, sometimes the buyout market is littered with players at a position you don't have a need for, so it doesn't make sense to go that route. But we want to at least give ourselves that opportunity if the right 
players there to try to pounce on it. A lot of what has been a conversation, you don't have to get too direct into detail here, but if you want to, then please, by all means, do. But regarding being all NBA and the minimum amount of games it takes to get there, um, is it just, is it for you guys just, all right, you just sit back and see how many games Tyrese plays in this case? What goes on in, in trying to deal with this other than just what we see a guy going out there and playing, playing enough minutes in a game and trying to reestablish that? What goes on behind the scenes? Yeah, I would say the number one goal is we want Tyrese to be all NBA. That's a, a an amazing accomplishment for an individual player to receive, and it's something that I think Tyrese deserves and the way he's played and hopefully the way he continues to play, he deserves to be, to have that award. And so that's what we want for him. It's good for him. It's good for organization. And as long as it doesn't jeopardize his long-term health, um, we're going to do everything we can to get him, you know, qualified for, for that award. Um, but ultimately the core of it is we're a better team when he's on the court. And so the more he's on the court, the better chance we have to perform well and play well and win games. And so, you know, Tyrese wants to be out there every night. You know, even when he was a little beat up, you know, he he doesn't like sitting. He doesn't like sitting over on the bench in street clothes. I know he likes the outfits he gets to wear over there some nights, but uh, he wants to be on the court playing. And so that's what we're trying to do is to get him out there as many nights as we can. And, you know, the game limit is something that factors into everybody's, you know, mind. But ultimately, we want him out there every game and um, putting us in position to win as many games as we can. Hey, Chad, I asked you this, I think, prior to the trade deadline, and now Buddy traded. I'm, I'm curious, with expiring contracts that you have remaining on this team right now, is there any concern at all dealing with an expiring contract? Are you okay moving forward with it? Or are there always concerns for a team like the Pacers, an organization like the Pacers, making sure you get something out of a player that has an expiring deal like you still have in front of you right now? Ideally, you you never lose a player for nothing in an ideal world, but in reality, that happens more often than you know teams want it to happen. We're trying to balance you know, moving a bunch of players on expiring deals just to have something in hand without harming the team too much in the short term. Um, and we do have a couple guys on expiring deals that we really like and hope to, you know, hope that we're able to have it be in position to retain those guys. There's no guarantee of that, but um, we do have several players in that, in that mix, but um, we also want to keep this team, you know, together as much as possible Um while also keep an eye on the long term. It's uh, Chad Buchanan who is with us. What's the All-Star Weekend being here in Indy mean to you? I know you're going to be around. Obviously, your son has a high school senior night that is coming up as well, but you're going to be around here. And, you know, we see Indy do what Indy does best, and it hosts a big event. It's the first time this event has been here since 1985. I mean, hell, I was 15 years old the last time this thing was around. What's it mean for you and the organization to have this event here this weekend? It's really hard to put into to words and what, what this means to, you know, the Pacers, the, Mr. Simon, his family, the city, um, 
you know, this is our chance uh, to really showcase what Indiana and its love of basketball is all about. And Mel Raines and Rick Fusen and Todd Taylor, the, you know, all of our business side staff have spent years and years of hard work and planning uh, to get this thing ready to go. And it's going to be such an awesome event for, for you know, the Pacers and our city, to, uh, for the world to see, you know, what, what Indiana is about, what hospitality is about, our love of the game is about. Um, our facilities, and, you know, we get to showcase some of our own players, which is, you know, a huge bonus for us. To have Tyrese be a starter in the All-Star game when it's here in Indy, it's, it's hard to, to fathom how much that means to, to our organization. And um, I think the fans have a chance to, you know, come and see and interact with some of the events and, um, you know, some of the, the games and things like that that are going to be a part of the weekend. And it's going to be basketball heaven for the week. You know, that's, that's hard for me to say it any other way because, you know, I love pro basketball. I love, you know, the game of basketball itself at its core. But to showcase what we're about as a city and a state to the world is just it's priceless. And I just can't wait for the world to see it. I can't either, and I can't wait to see what this LED floor looks like for Saturday at Lucas Oil Stadium. You, obviously, you're on the road. You haven't seen it yet, right? I've seen pictures of it. It looks it looks pretty uh, pretty wild, so I'm curious to see it in person. How hard would it be here to uh, get this fella right here to put up a couple of shots on that thing before you guys go global this weekend? Is that difficult? Is that a, a Rick Fusion thing? Is that a uh, Mike Fox over at the stadium thing? What is that? Well, I, I heard there was like a surprise uh, player coming to All-Star Saturday night for yes. the dunk contest. I assume yeah. that was you. Yeah, yes. Is that not the case? If we're dunking on like a seven-and-a-half-foot goal, yes. <laughs> so, yeah. We can make that happen. We can make that happen. Oh, I'll, be your, I'll be your prop guy. I'll, Thanks. I'll, be, I'll assist you in the, your uh, your dunks. I'd break it half probably, but I would love to get, get up. A, who wouldn't want to get up a couple of shots on a floor that unique like that? For sure, for sure. Let me look into that one for you. Yes, I know you're on the road. Yeah. You got a lot of stuff going on. Last thing you need is for me to pile other bull crap on you right here. But that's exactly what I do with uh, Chad Buchanan, the general manager of the Pacers, moving forward. With us. I, I, I mentioned back in 1985. I remember it being here, and I was not, I was not up here for it. But that was ju- that was like it in terms of of the NBA. I mean, you had Bird and Magic and Dr. J. I think mean, Jordan was participating in the dunk contest. He was a rookie. Former Pacer Terrence, Stanber- Terrence Stansberry got robbed of the dunk contest, by the way. <laughs> that was just such a great year. And to know what Indy has transformed itself into since that point in time, it is truly amazing the work that has been done and the work that continues to be done around here. It really does. So true. That, that's my first memory was that dunk contest of, you know, MJ and the gold chain around his neck. I yep. think I have a poster, yep. that poster up in my room growing up. So to think back, gosh, that's the last time that Indianapolis has hosted the event. Pretty remarkable. And how much it's changed, you know, over the years, it's 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 truly incredible the you know what our city has become and the ability to host events like this and um, it's just going to be a super super fun week. I will say this too. 
I I think this, and they're never going to do it, but the way during COVID that this city and basically the region here, central Indiana, hosted the the NCAA tournament all-encompassing, I, I think that they are owed an opportunity to do that again. That was, and I know we were going through a bunch of stuff at the time and COVID and all that, but that was so <laughs> incredible to have the entire NCAA tournament here. And that will, along with event and, and obviously the Super Bowl, be some of the highlights to just what this city and what this group in this city can do and the job that they can get done in execution. It was amazing. 100%. The people that help run the events in our city from the different organizations and corporations and just the people, the leadership and uh, the sports industry around our Indianapolis area. I mean, name me a better city that does a better job yeah. of hosting you know, events like that. There are, there are none. I mean, you can have different warm weather spots. Maybe the weather's better, but you're not going to get the whole experience of hospitality, of the facilities, of the organization, of the people that you're going to get in Indianapolis. It's just it's second to none. Yeah, it is. Uh, Chad Buchanan with us. Final couple of things. Tonight in Charlotte, your impression on what you saw at Madison Square Garden. They needed a bounce back on Saturday night, and really they got a bounce back from a lot lot of people in the garden we did and that is a tough place to win obviously they're a very good team this year i know they were down a couple of players but it's still you got to go in there and, and win and um, they've got some physical rugged tough players that you know have given us troubles in the past but you know we really from you know especially the second half i thought we really competed and, and stayed tied together and um, made some plays when we need to make plays and that, that's that's a good win for us. You know, like I said, a lot of these teams right now around the league are, are tired heading into the break and some of these games are who wants to be there more? You know, it's yep. it's like the eight AM game on Sunday at your AU tournament. Like it's, <laughs> it's not always the team that's better that wins, it's the team that wants to be there the most. And um, that's what these last few games tend to be about in the NBA schedule is who wants it more on that given night because some guys are ready, they're already checking their, you know, their itinerary for their flight to the beach uh, on Wednesday or Thursday and some teams that are serious about when are going to be about let's take care of business before we get on that plane to go relax for a few days i just thought it was nice because rarely have we seen the pacers just kind of break away and and and, and when going away they've been competitive obviously won a lot of games but rarely have we seen that maybe a handful of times it was nice to see that at the garden on saturday it is. And, you know, teams that when they're at home, they tend to make runs and, you know, make it tight when you pull away. And we were we managed to keep them at bay pretty much that entire second half, which was really encouraging. Having Ty, I mean, Ty looked really good on, on Saturday night, and that yeah. kind of makes everything flow for us too. So you ever was, throw one off the backboard? to yourself and then assist a, a corner three like that? Do you ever do that? I, I can't say that I've tried that one before, but uh, my talent level was a lot less uh, below what Tyrese's is and my creativity level, too. I'd have been running stair laps for doing something like that back in the 80s. I can't even – we couldn't even jump pass back then. I mean, hell, now everybody jump passes. If I jumped and had nowhere to go, I'd be running stair laps for that, too. So strange how things have changed. Hey, before I let you go to one more thing, there is no doubt you guys long term absolutely want Pascal Siakam here, correct? That's part of that trade and part of what you're doing as far as your vision is concerned long term here. I mean, when we made the trade for Pascal, we were hopeful that this was a long-term partnership, and so far, so good with with everything. I think he's happy. We're very happy with him, and um, you know, we that's kind of what our hope is moving forward. 
Uh, we I talked to Braden Smith um, last week. Of course, Mr. Basketball, Purdue sophomore, Westfield Shamrock, formerly, and he had a lot of good things to say about uh, your son up there. So I thought that was pretty cool. We had that conversation with him last week. Yeah, it's a great family, great family. He was a great mentor to my son, Trey. So uh, really, really appreciative of him and always root for his success. I can't say too much about a draft prospect, but uh, he's a family friend, and I'm happy for him. I know. I, I should have named him. Well, I better not even go there. You name your son Trey, which is appropriate. I, I probably would have to name him Brick. I think Brick would have been a good one for maybe me, right? So hopefully we can we can adjust that one of these days. But, hey, seriously speaking, let me know about the 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 uh, led floor and then whenever you're ready on a sunday morning i'll even come up and get you you can come down and play your first pickup game in about three years was uh with us old guys down at southport high school all right let me know when you're ready can I have somebody cover the defensive end for me in yes. those pickup games? Yes, we, we both will. We both will. Well, okay. we'll just both guard each other, and we'll just stand on the offensive end. <laughs> okay, I'm more of a half-court kind of pickup player anyways. I am hash mark to hash mark. That's about as far as I go right there. And when somebody posts me up, I get I get pissed and leave. So that's what happens. <laughs> it's always a pleasure, man. Um, safe travels back here. Hopefully we'll uh, track you down at some point this weekend as well. And uh, always enjoy the conversation chad thank you thanks john appreciate it it's a chad buchanan general manager of the pacers on the andy moore automotive group hotline seriously there is nothing that drives me nuts more than getting posted up i go hey what are you doing here posting me up i don't want your sweaty body touching me anyway all right can we keep that social, maintain that social distance a little bit? A lot of stuff right there with Chad. Put that up on a podcast at 1075thefan.com. Chad Buchanan, general manager of the Pacers. Friends, we have a busy week around here. I'll share some of those thoughts with you coming up in just a minute. 239-1070 is the number. This is 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. The Ride with JMV. Well, not really. I felt it on my leg. Come on, I don't want to see it. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Pacers general manager Chad Buchanan from the road. Pacers Charlotte tonight. 7 o'clock is that tip. 6.30 of coverage begins. It's Mark Boyle. Eddie Gill and Pat Boylan right here. More into the Super Bowl. I want to get your thoughts on your enjoyment level. Because I had noted at the beginning of the show a lot of pissiness from people out there finding things to really hate about it. And I would have to completely disagree. I was entertained. 
I cannot be the only one out there that was entertained. It does not bother me, Tony Romo, in the least. Taylor Swift reaction shots doesn't bother me. I spice reaction shots. I still don't get the whole demonic thing that was going on there. Man, some of these people on social media are so weird slash stupid. <laughs> I didn't get any of that. I like the halftime show. Does that make me too enjoyable? Too easily prompted to be enjoyable. I didn't mind any of it. Uh, you fans did mind, I'm assuming, the loss on the road at Purdue on Saturday night, 79-59, was your final. Yeah, you combined that with an 87-64 loss earlier this year, and this has not been a good season. Last year was a great season. The 30-plus from Jalen hood Shafino and a win at Mackey Arena. Win at IU, too. And this year is a mess. IU off until they play Northwestern in Bloomington. That's coming up on Sunday. Uh, by the way, Boilermakers at home against Minnesota. That's coming up on Thursday night. Shout out to Thad Mata and the Butler Bulldogs. Get that win 75-72 over Providence. Man, that game is just always weird and always a grind. Something always kind of wacky going on. Remember you had that three-point play in that meeting that tied it up, the initial meeting in Providence, and then you know some would suggest in the Big East or Providence people would suggest a non-call that should have been called late. You know, that take by Floyd to the hole. Uh, Providence and Butler was a really good game on Saturday. Won by the dog, 75-72. So now you've got a huge week. You've got a huge week with Marquette coming up tomorrow night, 6.30, over at Hinkle Fieldhouse, and then Creighton coming up on Saturday at Hinkle Fieldhouse. So say, for example, one of two, and you're feeling good, right, unless you fall flat. You get both, and you stamp your ticket to the tournament, do you not? Butler plays kind of an old man style of game when they're playing their best. They'll grind you a little bit. Yeah, you could just kind of see with IU and Purdue, IU just went straight to becoming flushable in the toilet on Saturday night when Ware went out with the two fouls and then, eh, see you. Uh, that was the early stages of becoming flushable, which they were. Hey, JMV, did I hear Chad Buchanan say there's no difference with your hot and cold shooting on Sunday mornings than with NBA players? I just, I felt, that's why I asked him about Thursday. That looked like a deflated team on Thursday. You know, even beyond Steph Curry going for 42, that was a much better all around effort that you got with that bounce back against the Knicks. And really, let's just face it, that game was necessary. JMV, I'm a huge fan of Usher. I happen to think that that halftime show may have been the best ever. The best ever, and I know that this coincides with the Colts and their win over the Bears in Super Bowl Forty One, but the best ever was Prince. Prince in the rain, yeah, you just can't beat that. 
I love last night. I was entertained. And seriously, you bring Alicia Keys out there. I mentioned earlier she could sing reading off of a bottle of shampoo, and it would be greatness. I was entertained. It's from Tim. Do you like the new postseason OT rule? I think it's better than the regular season version. (laughs) I didn't mind it last night. I love the confusion that it led to. Be honest with me. Who out there was completely unaware how that thing worked? Who out there was completely unaware, much like some of the 49ers? It's funny. I mentioned this earlier, too. You see, like, Stephen A. Smith going off and saying, it's embarrassing, and while it is not good that the players suggest they didn't know, I would bet, I would bet a sizable sum that Stephen A. Smith didn't know either. Let's face it. If that's your team, if that's your team, you are incredibly pissed. That was just some good entertainment for me. That's exactly what I'm looking for, good entertainment. Until otherwise, notified, and the Colts are there, and it's more meaningful for people around here. I don't know if I'm going to hold my breath. I was entertained. Hopefully you are too. Stephen Holder coming up at the top of the hour. A lot more with you. Tomorrow's show has gotten even larger. We'll explain that too. Obviously leading up to the All-Star Weekend is going to be awesome around here. If you're asking me if I have received any invitations to a party, I believe there is one that we are having here. But so far, so far I have failed with the hookup, the party hookup. I kind of want to go, I don't know, this is probably not good. This is not going to lead to a great time. I, I want, I think I want like the afternoon or the early evening parties. I don't know how long I am going to be to hang out really late. So if somebody out there has a party, a party that's in the afternoon, I know that sounds like very old mannish of me, an afternoon party or an early evening party, I am down with it. If your party starts at about 2 in the morning, I may not be so down with it. JMB, I'm sorry, but I thought Usher's show did not have the energy or hype nor enough songs we knew. Save yeah at the end. Man, I would have to disagree. I thought it was energetic. I thought it was fun. And when he brought out, when he closed, when he brought out, and I know that wasn't the very end, when he brought out Ludacris and Little John, I went, yeah, there it is. Now, I will say this, Midwestern Views. All the people that said, wow, this takes me back to high school, made me feel considerably old. Because I was like 32 when that came out. Yeah, that took me back to high school. I remember going to the high school dance, and that was popular. Yeah, it was like an anthem to me when I was in high school. I mean, hell, I was 32. That made me feel. Let's do some calls at 239-1070. Aaron has been on hold. Hello, Aaron. How are you? Wow, I'm surprised I got through there for a second. I got hey, you here, up, Aaron. Man? So I was I was told by James he wanted to make sure that I got you on here. That you were gonna yeah, suggest I, something I about the Warriors for me? Something Warriors? Warriors. Come on and play. 
Let me tell you something. One of the greatest <laughs> films of all time, is it not right there? Man, I, I, I couldn't get with I got to be honest with you. What? Don't tell me. Man. Don't don't tell me. No, I, I like it, but I'm just saying the gangs were weak. Man, they got to have some harder gangs in New York City than that. Well, I mean, that was that was the I, time. I that was the time. I, this is what I was about to say. I understand it was, you know, the early 80s. I mean, I'm in high school at the time when it came out. Only thing I couldn't stand worse on cable was the movie Quest for Fire. I mean, <laughs> that, that was the worst. But, I would agree with that. But you have to think that what you just said, that quote you just had from David Patrick Kelly, the actor, he just thought of that. He had to live that that scene. And then he got, he went higher pitch every time he yes it. with well he had the bottles the three bottles in his hand he was clicking he had hey, lived that much a great moment in film right there my friend I don't get on much John so I'm, I want to go over a few things with you, you okay give me your response to it first of all the guests on the paces this is why we go after Ballard because nothing's happened after seven years. Why don't we go after the Pacers after more than 10 years? And this is why you got guys, and I'm not hating on him. He sounds like he got his job because of somebody he knows. Who's that? Ch- Chad Buchanan does? Yes. And let me, let me explain. If you know your team are being out-rebounded by 500 rebounds a game, you don't waste an eight pick as a draft and get somebody that can't even get off the bench. I've never seen that before. And that's, and they continuously, either they made a mistake and they don't know how to scout for talent, which I believe is true to some extent. And you cannot do this. What other team has picked in the top 10 the, where they, the second round pick is getting more play than the uh, first round pick Pick number eight, and until they get a, a forward that's a defensive hungry, rebounding, I could care less about scoring type of a forward, they're not going nowhere. And you continue to get rid of talent instead of bringing talent in. True story here, Aaron. True story. I don't know who they would have drafted Walker or otherwise past that that would be getting <laughs> clock right now with this group. I don't know who it would be. Who would it be? This group is getting out-rebounded by no, like I, 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 the rebound. No, I think that's just going to be their calling card until they're able to work on it more. I just and do. I think this is what, I think this is what got uh, – let's keep it real. I don't, he said he wanted to retire. I think this is what got him up out of uh, Dallas because they got time to his old school ways. Man, Luca didn't even want to deal with Carlisle no more. See, I think I, I think you're looking at this. Go anywhere, I think you're looking at this all anywhere, John. If the Pacers go anywhere, and I really believe they do, will because I think they're beginning to shape up like uh, they have the talent of the 2014 version of the Warriors because they can shoot. But you got to have a coach that can relate to them. And I don't think Carlisle will be around when they do reach their potential. And my one last thing on the coach, everybody, all these coaches always talk about they have their own systems, right? 
Why don't they just look at the system of the team that works? I've seen plays by Kansas City last night. I've never seen the Colts run. Why not just scrap your film whenever they say, well, we got to go back and look at the film? Don't look at your film. Look at the film well, of the winning team. Uh, again, your viewpoint, and Aaron, thanks for the call. Your viewpoint is screwed because they're not running these plays with Patrick Mahomes. They were running these plays with Gardner Minshew. I will tell you this, that is play-wise the type of versatility you're going to expect if Anthony Richardson is going to be the guy that everybody believes him to be. But you don't run Patrick Mahomes' playbook for Gardner Minshew, do you? I'm just wondering. And with the Pacers, I don't know how with this group right now you're going to fix with whomever you would have drafted. How you're going to to completely fix the rebounding situation. It is going to be hot. It is going to be cold. And that's the way that it is. Like trading Buddy Heald had zero to do with that. Trading Buddy Heald had everything to do. And, and to me, I was against it. Now, if you learn a little bit more and you see a little bit more, I mean, maybe that was what Buddy Heald wanted. All right, quick break and we shall return. Yeah, listen, everybody would like to be able to run the plays that Andy Reid does or like to be able to look like the Chiefs do. I That's why the Chiefs can be so scary. This was supposed to be a downward type of trend now for them. You're paying the high dollar for the quarterback. You've had to cut some payroll. You've had to get, get rid of some guys. I think your best wide receiver was like a rookie, wasn't he? Still, you got Kelsey. Your offensive line wasn't what it used to be. Your defense got better. You got Mahomes, you got Kelsey, and then on defense, you got Chris Jones. You got Wise and made sure that 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 holdout that he'd had was short-lived. He was, to me, defensively as big last night as Mahomes was offensively. Quick win. We'll come back. Stephen Holder, top of the hour. Your chance at Bourbon and Beyond tickets. Listen for the Dave Matthews Band as a reentry. That's your cue to call. Back with you next. The Rock. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. With JMV. This is your brain on drugs. Any questions? 93.5 and 107.5. The fan. Yeah, I don't know if this qualifies as an NFL news alert, but the Steelers and Mitchell Trubisky have decided to mutually part ways. <laughs> Much of a surprise right there. Andrew says Jaime Hawkins would be a nice. Peace instead of Jarris Walker to knock down some threes. 
Uh, JMV, about last night, you're absolutely right. As far as the game was concerned, it was enjoyable. Well, everything kind of was, but you always have to throw in something that was negative. I I guess if you want to, this would be me. A couple of things last night that were missed. You have to, when you see Kelsey go blindside to his head coach in that fashion. Future Hall of Famer to future Hall of Famer, you have to add more of a scope, more in-depth to that. It was mentioned on a replay and then forgotten about. That's something you have to focus on. And then, well, first of all, you remark, and CBS did remark about the overtime rules at the beginning, but you have to consistently remind people of them during that overtime. Because you got a lot of people that watch football one time a year, and that was last night. So other than that, I didn't have a problem. I thought it was kind of funny, all the conversations going on in social media about the overtime, but you have to continuously or as much as possible slam that because there are a lot of people out there that have zero idea. You're at a party. Things may be loud. It's not like, you know, you're in week 12 and you're just kind of sitting around the house by yourself at the time. To me, that is different. Yeah, the only two things I can think of, and I, why do people have such an issue with Tony Romo? Curious about that. And the other thing, too, if you want to add three, you don't want your players after a game and after that loss to say, we didn't know the rules. You don't want that. And that makes Kyle Shanahan not look good. Uh, three things, though. Quick break. We'll come back. Stephen Holder, more about that coming up here at the top of the hour. Bourbon and Beyond tickets coming at you, too, when you hear a Dave Matthews Band song and a busy show tomorrow. I shall explain. Don't go anywhere. Hour three's next. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. The Ride with JMV. We have the Holy Hand Grenade. Yes, of course. The Holy Hand Grenade of Antioch. Right. One, two, five. Three, sir. Three. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Super Bowl done. We'll talk about that. Stephen Holder in just a second. Chad Buchanan, general manager of the Pacers. If you missed it, we'll play it again after 6 o'clock tonight. Podcast also available, 1075thefan.com. Pacers in Charlotte tonight, 7P is that tip. 630 right here is where your coverage begins. All over college basketball, my Sycamores of Indiana State in the top 25 for the first time since 1979. 
I was here. I was nine years old and loving every second of it. 1979. IU, after that loss at Purdue, off until next Sunday, they host Northwestern. Boilermakers later on this week host Minnesota. Butler's got a big one tomorrow night. Big win over Providence on Saturday. They get Marquette. Actually, back-to-back home dates with Marquette and Creighton. A lot on the line, beginning with Marquette coming up tomorrow night. The uh, Indiana women, a winner, I mentioned that too. Mackenzie Holmes becomes the all-time leading scorer for the women down in Bloomington. So congratulations to Mackenzie that has been on this show before. Bourbon and Beyond tickets to give away tomorrow's show. Brad Spielberger, Pro Football Focus, Greg Rakestraw. Tomorrow, Al Harrington, the former Pacer. Don't ask me about if I'm going to get some product. Al Harrington's on the show tomorrow. And uh, Poison frontman Brett Michaels on the show coming up tomorrow. We are loaded the rest of the week, too, including Chris Finch, who will coach the West All-Stars. Of course, the Minnesota Timberwolves head coach joins us right here coming up on Wednesday. Meantime, of the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. Friend of the show from ESPN, ESPN.com. And we'll recap the season with yesterday's Super Bowl, I am sure, with Stephen Holder right now. Hello, Stephen. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? Now, will you will you soak up, embrace this NBA All-Star Weekend as much as we are here? Okay, so good question. I I intended to, but check this out because I'm an idiot. So a long time ago, I talked about planning a vacation yeah. right after the season, uh, after the football season. And I found some good – I found this good deal on the flights and all that, so I, I did it. And would you know, like an idiot, I did this months ago, not even thinking about All-Star. Would you know I booked the damn thing for this week? (laughs) (laughs) So So you're going to be out when all this is going on here. Dude, I I got to about like a month month ago, and I was like, wait a minute. Oh, man. Because, you know, I know a lot of people coming into town, and and I'm thinking, oh, this is going to be great. I got people in town calling me, what are we doing this weekend? I'm like, like, well, so – kind of a funny story and and i said well okay if i reschedule this how mad would my wife be (laughs) you know what i mean like could you get away with it or not and is it worth the trouble and i was like you know what it was too much trouble to reschedule too much potential damage on the home front so i just said i guess we're going yeah well I can't wait. This has not been around here since 1985 when I was 15, I and I cannot I wait for it. It's a big deal, said. man. It's yeah. a big deal. I mean, it, look, it's not the Super Bowl, but uh, as someone who has, has been to, to many All-Star weekends over the years, working them, you know, I mean, it's one of my favorite events. I really do enjoy it. And and I think it's, it's more accessible than the Super Bowl to a degree uh, because – you know, as you know from hosting the Super Bowl before, I mean, you know, there's going to be all the private parties and all that too. You, you get the same thing, but I just think there's a little less of the velvet rope type stuff uh, with All Star Weekend than with the NFL, just because the NFL brings in literally like a, I mean, a higher level and a higher number of the celebrity type. So I don't know. It, that's that's the way I tend to see it. Um, All Star Weekend tends to bring in. Just, you know, people who just kind of want to be in the vibe of the city, too. You get more of that than I think you do with the Super Bowl. So it's a little bit of a different event, in my view. 
No, you're absolutely right. It's Stephen Holder of ESPN's on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline. Let's get back to last night. How many of the viewing audience, which basically is all of us out there, were aware of the extent of the overtime rules? How many actually knew, do you think, especially as the clock Mm -hmm. was closing in on that final minute? I would say very little or very few, excuse me. I would, I think that's probably accurate to say very few because I think people understood the overtime rules changed uh, in recent years, but we haven't had this situation. I'm trying to remember uh, if we've had a, an overtime game in the playoffs this year. And I, I don't know that we did. I don't recall one. And, and frankly, we, and even if we did, we certainly didn't have one go down to the final minute like this. So it, it, I thought it was, I don't know that this might be the first time we've encountered this. So I think, I think it was probably a very small number of people that, that truly understood it. I will admit that even I forgot how it worked, you know, and it's my job to know these things and I had forgotten so there's not, I mean, it's not something that's top of mind. You haven't encountered it before. I, I understand why people wouldn't know it. Um, there is no excuse, however, for anyone involved in the game not knowing it. That should have been dealt with ahead of time and should have been drilled. And I'm not so sure it was by both teams. What type of impact in this case for San Francisco, yeah. the losers, and Kyle Shanahan, the head coach. Every, everybody's kind of talking about you know being there and not getting it done. But the, the impact, and by the way, I bet you Stephen A. Smith had no idea either. And he's been ripping Kyle Shanahan sure. all day. Sure. But anyway, the impact that that will have on a head coach once his players kind of describe that publicly to those out there that they didn't know either, especially considering this is another losing effort for the Niners in the Super Bowl. Well, it, it doesn't shine a, a positive light on Kyle Shanahan at all. In fact, it's made worse by the fact that I watched a lot of the postgame interviews and Mahomes and Kelsey were on the stage on the ESPN pro, uh, postgame show saying very clearly and and emphatically that they had talked about this scenario repeatedly with the coaching staff and with uh, people within the organization that it had been talked about openly and that there was an understanding. Now, you know, did every, did all 53 players grasp it? I don't know, but, but the key players, at least the guys on that stage last night, they seemed to know, at least they claimed to, to know the rule and, and said that they had talked about it at length throughout the postseason, and I think what that tells me is it tells you something about preparation. It doesn't mean that Kyle Shanahan's a bad coach if he failed to do that. It just means that you didn't cover all the bases. And and I, I also do wonder. You asked me what what impact does it have on on a coach and maybe how he's how he's viewed if that is the case that there was not a comprehensive approach to preparation there. I would also say there's also an argument, okay, what impact did it have on the outcome? Possibly none, right? That's, that's true. It's possible the game would have ended the same way, but certainly you, you might have considered a different approach on the coin toss. We know Andy Reid was very clear, like, yeah, we were not we, – we were de- going to defer if we had won the toss because he, he was operating under those, under those rules. Number two, I did wonder – did it have any impact at all on the defense at the very end of the game, the 49ers defense, when 
you're looking at the clock, certainly. And, and so Patrick Mahomes was not worried about the clock. The Chiefs were not worried about the clock. He was just trying to get first downs at the end of the game. If you're the 49ers, was any part of those guys on defense, was any part of them less aggressive because they're thinking, well, they're almost out of time and they got to score a touchdown. So maybe when they're at the 30-yard line, the 40-yard line, they're not, maybe they're not playing as aggressive. I don't know. That's not, a, that's, that's not a statement. I'm asking a question is what I'm saying. Does that make sense? Yeah. I think that, I yeah. Think that has to be discussed. So, so, so basically, you know, what we look at as far as these rules are concerned is it, it's the basic rules that we know with the exception of the clock. I saw a lot of people asking why even have the clock run, but it, it, since you can't have a tie or a game in a tie, it just continues to go like a normal game would go. So yeah. basically they started out a normal game until somebody won by the normal rules that we understand of overtime. Yeah. I mean, the clock is basically – procedural at that point you're right it doesn't so that's that's the best way to think about it like ignore the clock it doesn't matter the only impact of the clock is that presumably when the quarter ends you go down and you change sides that's the only real impact of the clock so if you had an outdoor game and you know maybe the wind was a factor or something like that then yes you you want to have the quarters still be a a factor in the game if that makes sense but outside of that the clock doesn't matter ignore the clock in that situation so that's that's the way to think about it moving forward if we ever have this situation again Um, but again I I do wonder like you know would would you have played a certain play a little bit differently if you're worried that all right well all I got to do is protect the goal line here you know what I'm saying and so I obviously when they got down inside the 10-yard line uh, that was kind of out the window but I'm talking prior to that. I don't know. Um, I'd have to go back and look at the tape closely to get some sense of that. But I think it's an interesting question to ask. Here, Stephen Holder joins us of ESPN. The other interesting thing, correct me if I'm wrong. So now the Chiefs go back to back. So they've won back to back Super Bowls after getting rid of one of the best wide receivers <laughs> in the NFL. Is that how this works right now? Yeah. Look, this was, I, I think, Unquestionably, this was Patrick Mahomes' worst roster. Offensively, defensively, they were very good defensively. Like, this was the best defense that Patrick Mahomes has played with in his career. Statistically, this was the best defense. So, on offense, however, I mean, the supporting cast on offense was, outside of Travis Kelsey, in large part, it was kind of a joke. Okay, let's just be honest. And I just think that makes what he did just so much more remarkable. I mean, the, the guy's amazing. It is what it is. I get that people are tired of him. I get it. It's the Brady effect all over again. But let me just tell you, people, it's early. Okay, it's early. Buckle up, man. This ain't over, and it ain't going to be over for a long time as long as that guy's got two – is standing on his two feet. It's, uh, Stephen Holder with us. I – I agree. Three in a row, especially the way they went through it this year, because I explained this earlier, Stephen, this was supposed to be a down year. I mean, they're paying him, you know, that that high dollar now. Their offensive line was not as efficient as it has been. The wide receiver, the best one, I think was a rookie this year. But here's what you got. You got Mahomes, you got Kelsey, 
And outside of Mahomes, the MVP was Chris Jones defensively. No doubt. He was involved no in everything that was close and could have been the, the difference in the game offensively for the 49ers. He had a hand into wrecking those situations every time. You know, we've seen a couple of defensive tackles wreck the game in the Super Bowl in recent years, and I'll run through them. And one of them, you know very well, his name's DeForest Buckner. Funny enough, the last time the 49ers played the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, he absolutely killed Mahomes. And unfortunately, Mahomes just was able to rise above it, unfortunately for the 49ers, rise above it in the fourth quarter, and they won the game. But if you go back and you watch that tape, and I did when DeForest Buckner got traded to the Colts, he dominated that game for about three and a half quarters. The other one I would say is uh, the, the Rams, I, I would say, a couple of years ago. What was that? The uh, 2001 uh, Super Bowl against, uh, against the Bengals. And I, I would say in that game, Aaron Donald, I, I thought he really not necessarily dominated throughout, but he had some moments of dominance, and he ended the game. And so then you go to last night, and Chris Jones was, I mean, phenomenal, phenomenal. I mean, there's a play on on the 49ers' last possession. Um, it's a touchdown if he doesn't step into uh, step, or if the quarterback doesn't have to step into uh, Chris Jones right in his face mask, basically. And that that throw comes up. Was it long or short? I think it was. I think it was an overthrow. Yeah, yeah twice. It was an overthrow twice in a similar situation. Yeah, right. I mean. I know we just think of those things as routine, but I mean, if he's not there, Purdy hits that. It's a touchdown. And and maybe we have a different outcome. So those are game-changing plays. As much as any big offensive play you will see, that's a, that's a game-changing play because it, it took points off the board, potentially, took a, a touchdown, a potential touchdown, and turned it into a field goal. So just a phenomenal game by him. Uh, I, I've talked to Chris Ballard about Chris Jones because he was in uh, Kansas City, I, I believe the year he was drafted. And he, he told me once about the first day of, of practice and training camp, watching this guy and thinking, oh, my God, like, I can't believe this. And, and he's come so much further now, even at this point, he's even better now. So now he's a phenomenal player. And it just goes to show you, I mean, you, you have to have – that superstar on your defense, I think to, I think it takes a superstar defensive player to win a Super Bowl these days. I don't think you can do it without that. So Stephen Holder of ESPN and ESPN.com is with us on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline. I don't get the Tony Romo hate. I'll get to that in just a second. <laughs> However, I felt that they needed to go more in-depth. You have a future Hall of Fame tight end, arguably the greatest of all time. The same can be said regarding the head coach, Andy Reid. And then you had you know Kelsey blindside him in that fashion on the sideline needed to be covered more in-depth than just your proverbial flyby. You agree? It was weird. The, the whole thing was weird. The situation was weird. Um, I, I don't – I don't think it's the end of the world necessarily that Kelsey did that, but it certainly deserved some, some, or merited some, uh, some time to, of discussion. I, I agree with you hundred percent. And I mean, he was asked about it after the game, you know, I think on, on several occasions, uh, Andy Reed talked about it. So, I mean, it was a topic of discussion after the game, 
which tells you it probably should have been a topic of discussion during the game. I agree. What do you think about Romo? Do you get as uptight as basically the rest of the world evidently gets regarding his analyst work on CBS? So I, I, this is a good question. I have a thought. I, I feel like Romo is kind of an acquired taste. I'm fine with it. But I also get why there's an issue with some people, and here's why. Because he's not – he's different. He, he's, he's very, very stream of consciousness. He's very much, you know, sort of unrehearsed, if you will. You know, I mean, I, I think if he, were, if he were sort of traditional and boring and gave you this the, the usual stuff, I don't think anybody would be talking about it. But he also would not be as good. Uh, now, look, they have some flubs. There was a moment there, I think, at the end where I, I think there might have been a flag and Romo missed it. And they're having two different conversations in the booth. Like, <laughs> you know, like one person's acknowledging the flag. The other guy and talking about Romo here, he was like talking about this great play and like, no, dude, there's a flag, man. Like he was completely unaware. So he does have some of those moments where it's like, Hey, t- Tony, chill out, man. Slow down, slow down. Um, like he gets really excited and, and he kind of, you know, maybe gets lost in the moment or, or maybe he just starts talking really off the cuff and you're like, dude, what are you talking about? Right. But, but I don't, I'm okay with it. I, I get that those things are not normal and we don't hear them from, uh, coming from the booth generally. But again, I think those are the things that make him really good because he's very much, he's shooting from the hip. He's very much stream of consciousness. Like, Oh, you know what? I just had another thought and here it is. Boom. Uh, That's okay. I I mean, that's how we watch football, right? How do you sit around with your friends and watch football? Pretty much the same way. I want to look ahead here and Stephen Holder joins us to the Colts for a moment. I know that I'm assuming Kicking and screaming, you're forced into doing a way-too-early power rankings and writing a blurb on ESPN.com about that. 15th is where the Colts are. How much fluctuation do you see here? And then with this offseason, how much is riding on on this offseason in terms of what they do? And let's start with Michael Pittman Jr. I don't think they've utilized – what the franchise tag since McAfee years ago, right? That's true. That's the yep. last time. Is there a chance he gets tagged whatsoever, or will he get a longer term extension here? So, first of all, yes, I, I would say uh, I'll start with um, what were you asking me first? You were asking me, you, you hit me with three. Yeah, well, no, go, go ahead and start okay. there. I'll, I'll double back with you. Go ahead and start there no, as far as Michael Pittman Jr. I, I think that I would just say this, the power ranking, that's what I was going to say. I forgot what I was going to say. The power ranking thing, I would say they are the quintessential 15th, like middle of the pack team, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> they, at least. At it's it's like you don't game. know. It's like, okay, we have no yeah. idea where this team is going to be. So, exactly. So yeah. they're exactly where they belong. It doesn't mean they're, they're good. It doesn't mean they're bad. It means we don't know. Okay. So I think that's fair. I mean, Anthony Richardson's got to get going. He's got a lot to prove. He's still going to have rookie mistakes. You know, look, it ain't going to be like you, like you plug and play and you, you obviously go win the division and, and everything's rosy. And I mean, I don't know, they might, but I mean, it ain't going to be automatic. You know, I think a lot needs to be uh, de- determined about this Colts team. So they're right where they should be in our way, way, way too early power rankings that we did. Not my idea. Anyhow, uh, as it relates to the offseason, it is a big offseason, though, because I think 
even though there is uncertainty about who they are and where they're going and how good they are, I think they're good enough to take a step if they have the right team in 2024. And they have enough talent that if they, if they tighten up some things, retain the right guys, uh, strengthen a few spots, I think they can be a team that wins a handful of those games that they lost in 2023. I mean, all we're talking about is a couple more wins, and you're talking about a completely different complexion to this season. And they weren't that far away in many cases. And in, in fact, had they addressed some of the needs that, that we know were needs, they might have had different outcomes, right? So, so I guess you, you have to attack this offseason if you're Chris Bauer. You have to attack it with purpose, in my opinion. Because for all you don't know, you do know that you have talent to be dangerous. And a quarterback, if he's healthy, who can make plays and elevate your team. So that's more than a lot of teams can say for themselves right now. So I think they should act like they're a team that means business. And that doesn't mean you go sign a bunch of crazy top dollar free agents, but it means you sign the right free agents. And it means you re-sign the guys that you need. And then it also means that you have to take a very serious approach with Michael Pittman. You cannot afford to let that guy walk out the door. I do think the franchise tag is on the table because it has to be on the table because if negotiations are tough and they could be, it's going to be a lot of money. If these negotiations are tough, you have to enable yourself to have some flexibility. I don't like the franchise tag. If I was a player, I would hate it. But if you're, if you're an NFL team, it's a secret weapon. And the truth is uh, they'll use it if they have to use it. And, and I think this might be the year that we could see it. It's very possible. Yes. Kenny Moore, Grover Stewart, defensively speaking, how valuable are they at the top of this list to make sure they return? I, I like all those guys. I, I want them back if I'm the Colts. I mean, Grover Stewart is, is one of those guys who we, we saw it in 2023. He's one of those guys you don't miss until he's not there. You know, those, those guys don't make a lot of, uh, they don't rack up a lot of statistics at nose tackle. But when they're not there, you feel the loss, right? You feel their absence. There's no doubt about that. And, and that, was, that was, I thought, um, very clear this season. I mean, the difference in their run defense and in yards per carry, I think, was an entire yard per carry difference without Grover Stewart in the lineup. I mean, think about that over the course of several games, how many yards that adds up to cumulatively, right? So you got to have him in my estimation. I think Kenny Moore had one of his best seasons. Absolutely brilliant this year. Again, another guy, the numbers don't always show it, but, but I think in terms of impact and, and in terms of stabilizing a very young secondary, which wasn't very good at times, I mean, you can't afford to lose a guy like that, I think, given the, the situation in your secondary. And did you mention another guy or were those the two? No, those are the two right there. I did want to – one final question in transition here. Uh, I guess between the last time we talked and now, Jim Irsay has been finally back via social media and X. Um, Anything changed as far as what we know? I'm assuming everybody feels better about this. I think since that point in time to Dwight Freeney – social media drops on X as well. What are we thinking about Jim Irsay on his way back from, you know, what had taken place the prior month? Well, it was, 
it was very concerning. The situation was, was concerning, I think, for the lack of information there for a bit. I know they didn't owe us anything, but, but as you and I have discussed, you know, I think the, the longer we went without information, the more my level of concern grew. And I think that was appropriate because, you know, I, I don't think that I, I think I don't think it's wrong to say that that he was in a very bad place physically. I, I don't I don't think I'm exaggerating based on what I know that uh, that things were were bad. I, I don't I'm not going to talk about details because I don't have all the details. But but I can tell you every indication was that he was very ill and that this was a pretty grave situation potentially. So anyhow. The tweet alone wasn't enough for me to just kind of say, all right, I guess we're good now. I also, I tried to dig a little bit and I was assured, first of all, that he sent that tweet. Why does that matter? There are other people that have access to Jim Ursay's Twitter account, right? I mean, it's like a lot of big corporations, I'm sure. Um, you know, people have people that manage things for them. It's it's like that with, with Jim Ursay's Twitter, right? There are there are certain posts that are maybe posted by a staffer for periodically. It doesn't matter. The point is I wanted to be sure, okay, did he personally send that tweet? And I was assured that he did. So that's all I can tell you. Um, I know that in his previous state, um, there was no communication with him to my knowledge. And so that I was told was a really big step in the right direction. They're indicative of a big step in the right direction. So I think all positive uh, thoughts about Jamerse are are warranted and justified right now. One final quick question. Is he done, you think, running the day-to-day moving forward? I I would not say yes to that. No, I, I don't I don't know that answer, but I don't think we can say that yet. I'm not ready to say that. Let's put it that way. Um I need to know more about what his condition is. And I, I don't know a lot, but um, I would say this. It would take a lot for him to walk away from day-to-day operation of the team. Understanding now that he, he's not in the office every day. He's all over the place, jet setting, you know, in warmer climates and doing the things that rich people do. So let's be clear. I mean, he's not, you know, he's not clocking in and clocking out every day. I mean, <laughs> the guy's got four or five billion dollars. He don't got to do that. But um, I mean, Carly Ursa is there every day. She puts in the time. She's definitely there every day. So I think collectively the, the franchise is in good hands collectively because they're, they're all a part of it. You know, the daughters, Jim, et cetera. Uh, but I, again, I would, I would anticipate that it would take a lot to push him to a point where he says, I can't be involved anymore. I don't anticipate that from Jim Irsay that has any breath in his, in his body. That would be surprising to me. He is Stephen Holder of ESPN and ESPN.com. The power rankings way too early to call. He does have <laughs> the Colts. He's got a blurb, at least. The Colts slotted at 15 as we embark on an offseason and a new 2024 campaign in the NFL. And uh, Stevens on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. Well, have fun with this week, even if it is taking place outside of the uh, capital of basketball and All-Star Weekend. Have a good time. We'll do it again next week. Yeah, bad on me. And also, uh, talk, had a good talk with Gardner Minshew at the Pro Bowl, and that'll come out uh, later this week as well. Oh, very nice. All right, we'll be uh, watching for that. Thank you, Stephen. 
Take care. Stephen Holder of ESPN on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline. Bourbon and Beyond tickets before the end of the show. And we're going to have a little bit of time. I got to bail here after six. But if you missed Chad Buchanan, Pacers GM, live from Charlotte a little bit earlier. If you missed it, I've got an opportunity for you coming up here after six. Don't go anywhere, too. And a busy tomorrow and rest of the week with us as we walk up the NBA All-Star Weekend here in Indianapolis on 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. The Ride with JMV. Well, we're waiting. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Uh, Chad Buchanan. I'll re-rack that coming up at the 6 o'clock hour with the Pacer general manager. Pacers on the road in Charlotte later on tonight. Get a couple. Charlotte tonight and then closing out on Wednesday on the road in Toronto. Get a couple. Hit the all-star break. Make everybody feel better. That was a good feeling with a win over New York. Last time we were here on Friday, completely bummed out about what you saw in that loss at home. Giving up the 42 to Steph Curry is one thing, but the listless attitude that you saw across the board, really, on what was the NBA trade deadline afternoon was a bummer. But if you watched on Saturday, they did look good, bounce back, won that game, going away. Not a lot of games. We've seen the Pacers win this season where you got the opportunity to chill toward the end of the game. Pacers, Charlotte tonight, 7 o'clock is the tip from Charlotte, 6.30 with Mark Boyle, Eddie Gill, Pat Boylan right here on The Fan. Indiana State for the first time since 1979 in the top 25 of rankings. They have Illinois State over at the Holman Center tomorrow. And then go back on the road. The toughest matchup they have in the Valley regular season, that's going to be on the road at Southern Illinois on Saturday, I believe that it is. That is going to be difficult. Survived at Missouri State like they got past both Drake and Bradley the couple of weeks prior. And you just see, you see, you close out the regular season, see where you are, win a game. I still suggest you got to win the entire tournament, and maybe I'm going to be completely wrong, but... That's just where I stand with mid-majors like that. I need to get Josh Schertz back on the show later on this week, so uh, certainly we'll try to do that. And what was a good weekend for the Sycamores, and again, for the first time in the top 25 since 1979. A lot of you are asking, because this whole transfer portal thing and you know, in and out of your basketball life, are these collegiate basketball players now asking about who's going to be around the IU basketball program next year for Mike Woodson to have a bounce back because this year's been an absolute mess. And you're right. 
couple of 20-point-plus losses to Purdue. Of course, coming up at Mackey this past Saturday, you got another one. Other than Xavier Johnson, who's like been there six years or been playing collegiate basketball, not there for six years. I think uh, Anthony Walker is seeing his eligibility come to an end. But I don't know about anybody else. I would guess Ware is probably going to be bailing. Maybe Mbako is bailing. These situations to where it's been discombobulated as hell and at times look like, looks like there's zero leadership going on from any direction. Then I have no idea. I wish I could tell you. Some educated guesses, I would imagine. But you just don't know. Very disjointed slash bad season this year, to say the least, for IU. Even in one where you knew there was going to be a backpedal, this one, because beyond the losing, what makes it tougher is the fact that they rarely, if ever, this season have given you a complete game effort. And I will give it up to fans around here. You don't have to be a head coach of anything. Now, a lot of you think you should be a head coach of something, but that's the way that it goes. But you don't have to be a head coach of anything to realize effort and then to realize effort when you don't get it. And any sort of consistency in that category has been out the window this year for that group. You just saw a bad basketball team take a beating at the hands of a really good basketball team. Butler's got a big one tomorrow night. Butler and Marquette. Actually, back-to-back for the dogs and big ones. You get Marquette coming up tomorrow night at Hinkle, and then Creighton coming up this weekend at Hinkle. One or two, check that, one of the two, I think you feel really good about, NCAA tournament status, as long as you don't trip and fall on anything. You get both, and you're feeling pretty good. That Butler-Providence game was outstanding, by the way, on Saturday. You got a chance to watch that at Hinkle in the afternoon. I mean, outstanding, was it not? Just kind of grinded it out. Got the benefit of a no-call or no-whistle late in that game. That worked out smashingly for the Dogs. Big one against Marquette coming up. Hey, by the way, tomorrow's show, I mentioned Greg Rakestraw, a lot going on high school-wise. Semi-state for the girls coming up on Saturday. Uh, The fellas closing down the uh, final regular season. I'm assuming, I could be wrong, the uh, sectional draws, for the fellas coming up on Sunday. We'll talk to Greg Rakestraw about that tomorrow. Brad Spielberger of Pro Football Focus tomorrow, too. And Al Harrington, the former Pacers, got something going on this All-Star Week here in Indianapolis. Al joins us tomorrow. And uh, Brett Michaels, the front man, longtime front man of Poison, going to join us coming up on tomorrow's show And I'm hoping this, too, because I love talking to the folks that I don't normally get an opportunity to talk to. But there should be a lot of that 
leading up to the end of this week and the end of this weekend. This is something that I absolutely love. All-Star Weekend around here. Yeah, we'll keep you updated about things that are going on, things that you can show up for, events, experiences that you can be a part of, which is all about NBA All-Star Weekend around here. Should be pretty eventful party time. I haven't looked at the weather yet. It's probably not going to be as good as it was last week. Have you seen it, James? What's the weather forecast around here? Uh, let's see here. Well, we have a high of 51 yep. on Wednesday, which that's nice, but then it kind of starts to dip down, and I think by the week, by Saturday it's a high of 33. 33 so, on yeah. Saturday, so we're getting chilly on Saturday. But the weather in the past week, yeah, considering what we had going back to January has been fantastic. But uh, we got you covered. We got some stuff going on here, too, that I'll be able to tell you about. Coming up a little bit later on this week. All right, quick break. We'll come back. we got time for you before the end of the show or before I bail and get to Chad Buchanan in the 6 o'clock hour. And again, tomorrow and the rest of the week, we'll go over that as well. And bourbon and beyond tickets when you hear a Dave Matthews Band reentry. A pair of tickets for that event is going to you coming up before the end of the show. 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. The Ride with JMV. Look at all those ding-dongs. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Bourbon and Beyond. September the 19th through the 22nd down in Louisville. Zach Bryan. Ty Childers, Neil Young, Beck, Matchbox 20, and this band. Dave Matthews Band. The National, My Morning Jacket. Uh, who else we got here? Young the Giant, the Head and the Heart, Chris Isaac, Melissa Etheridge, Lyle Lovett, Dinosaur Jr. I've seen them since the 1990s. Bruce Hornsby and the Noisemakers. Patty Smythe, a part of it too. Soul Asylum, who played at the Speedway last, uh, that's just a name. If you, I haven't even named off uh, 10% of it with that. But the Highland Festival Ground, September the 19th through the 22nd. Bourbon and Beyond, number 9 at 239-1070 is going to go on us. We got these for you all week long. Big show coming up tomorrow. I'll explain in a second. Jay is at 239-1070 right now. Hello, Jay. Hey, John, how's it going? I'm Fantastic. sorry I haven't called in the last couple weekends. Well, I have missed out on Jay from the north side and your survivor Eye of the Tiger pick. Well, I grew up on IU basketball and football, unfortunately or fortunately. Yeah. But I think that Mackenzie Mabaco totally shot them out of the game early on in the second half. Yeah. It, I missed yeah. the first 10 minutes, and I hate it because I was – that the was the best part. part. Of the game. Yeah, that was the best part. Whenever Ware went to the bench with two fouls, uh, the game basically went down the drain from that point in time. So, on. I, so I think Mackenzie Mabaco should never get a refill at Taco Bell again because he can't hit more than one shot in a row, if that's even a statement. The Taco Bell reference for Mbaco right there. And then I think Kalel Ware, for seven foot 240, you got to weigh at least 250 if you're seven foot. He's got to put on some weight. He's getting pushed around all over the place. It's going to be interesting, Jay, to see who remains from this group yep. next year. 
really is. That's all I got. It was just embarrassing the way I you played the other night. Yeah, I think, and thank you, Jay, for the call. Uh, to me, the embarrassment has been just any sort of consistent effort. And believe me, people around here can see that. Like, that's different between, you know, a missed jumper, a made jumper. I mean, that's stuff you can see, but people also around here see that that effort. And it has been either inconsistent or at times non-existent. And that definitely is problematic. Are you off for the better part of the week? They get Northwestern at home coming up on Sunday. Uh, Purdue gets Minnesota later on this week. Uh, Butler's got the big one coming up, actually two. I'll go ahead and slot Indiana State and Illinois State in there tomorrow night from the Holman Center with Indiana State being in the top 25 for the first time since 1979 this week. But as well, yeah, Butler-Marquette coming up tomorrow night. The first going back-to-back, Marquette and Creighton at Hinkle. It's a big deal. That and more coming up. And if you miss Chad Buchanan, the Pacer general manager, will re-rack up for you coming up after 6 o'clock. Thank you for listening. Back with you next. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time.